بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل العقدة من لساني يفقه قولي سبحانك لا علم لنا إلا ما علمتنا سبحانك لا علم لنا إلا ما علمتنا سبحانك لا علم لنا إلا ما علمتنا اللهم صلِّ وسلِّم على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلِّم السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته respected elders, dear brothers and sisters, students, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, our provider, nourisher, grantor of success, grantor of health, wealth, and all the blessings that we have ever had and we will ever have. Allah azza wa jal, from amongst all his blessings, most definitely, most definitely, the most choicest and the best of all blessings is the gift of recognizing him. The gift of knowing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The gift of the ma'rifah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The gift of being enabled to worship Him and make an effort to please Him. What we call tawfiq. Tawfiq to do good is the greatest gift Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can give to anyone. Al-muwaffaqu man wafaqahu Allah. Wa ma tawfiqi illa billah. We've been taught to say that, that my ability to do anything is only through Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Wa ma tawfiqi. There is no way... I have been able to do any good illa billah except with the assistance of Allah. We've been taught to say la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah that there is no ability to keep me away from sin and no strength to allow me to do good except for that power and strength that comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this is what we're taught that after the end of our salah we say Allahumma a'inna ala dhikrika wa shukrika wa husni ibadatik O oh Allah, assist me in remembering you. And O oh Allah, assist, assist me in thanking you. And O oh Allah, assist me in worshipping you in the best of manner. And we've been taught to say, Allahumma inni zalamtu nafsi zulman kafira. O oh Allah, I have oppressed myself a grave oppression. Faghfirli, so forgive me. Fainnahu la yaghfiru dhunuba illa ant. For indeed, none can forgive the sins except for yourself. Warhamni and have shower me with your mercy. rahim. Indeed, you are forgiving, most merciful. We've been taught at the end of any action to supplicate to Allah and to thank Him for what He has allowed us to do. And at the same time, seek forgiveness for what we should have done but were not able to do so. Nabi alayhi salatu salam, after leading an amazing 23 years, as such a 23 years that millions of people put together could not have made such a productive 23 years impact on the world, on the entire world history, and the entire future of this continent and beyond. Nabi ﷺ had spent such 23 years that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala rained down His barakat and His blessings through revelation and through other sources. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brought down never-ending blessings for this ummah, brought down the barakah of the masajid, the houses of Allah, the madaris, Islamic institutions, the most importantly, the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, till today, which we are all consistently and continuously reciting and witnessing its completion in Salat al-Taraweeh, inshaAllah, tonight. This, my brothers and sisters, was a gift of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala via the Prophet sallallahu Most definitely the most productive 23 years of mankind. Most productive 23 years of humankind. Most productive 23 years of any creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah jalla jalaluhu signals that his, uh, his work has come to a completion. And now he has to roll up 
his work and come back to him. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reveals Surah Al-Nasr. When the assistance of Allah will come and you shall see Fath, conquest, that hearts will be conquered, minds will be conquered and people will submit themselves to the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. At that moment, glorify your Lord. Haim the greatness of your Lord. Wastaghfir and seek forgiveness from Him. Innahu kana Indeed, He is the most accepting of repentance. Friends, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala instructed the Prophet to glorify Him. Because at the end of the day, even what the Prophet achieved was only possible through the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Was only possible because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala enabled him to do so. And at the same time, he has also taught him to acknowledge one's own human weakness. Allah, we haven't worshipped you the way you ought to be worshipped. لا أحصي ثناء عليك Oh Allah, I cannot praise you the way you ought to be praised. أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك You are the way you have praised yourself. Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam showed his humbleness and humility again and again in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Dear brothers, when he is conquering the Makkah al-Mukarramah, the most amazing moment of the Prophet sallallahu life, the most amazing moment for his companions, the moment that they have always been waiting for, that at last we can get back into our homes, into our city, into our beloved city of Makkah. And now it is our day. People would have thought it is their day to have a bloodbath. It is their day to avenge themselves. It is their day for rejoicing. The way the disbelievers had rejoiced at the killing of the Muslims in so many different instances. Now is the time to avenge ourselves. Instead, Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam enters Makkatul Mukarramah as a conqueror. 10,000 strong companions behind him. But the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam is not making boastful claims. Instead, he simply says, Alhamdulillahilladhi anjaza wa'dah wa nasara abdah wa hazam al-ahzaba wahdah. All praise belongs to Allah who assisted his servant. All praise belongs to Allah who assisted his servant. I am a servant and I cannot do anything without his assistance. Whatever accomplishment you see is only because of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala assisting me. Number two, Allah has honored his army. It is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who has strengthened his army. It is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who's used the way he used the birds during the time of Abraha to protect the Kaaba. It is that same Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who brought these hearts together of people who are of all different colors, of all different backgrounds, and united them under one banner of La ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah. It is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who strengthened the army. Alhamdulillah illadhi nasara abda wa azza junda. And what else? Alhamdulillah illadhi. He's mentioned at the end, wa hazam al ahzaba wahda. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the only one who on his own, alone, himself, destroyed and vanquished the enemies. It is, <clears throat> he completely submitted to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and attributed all success to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Did not attribute any success to himself. The historians write that when Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam entered Makkah, he did not enter it boastfully. He didn't enter it with a fanfare. He didn't enter it with firecrackers. He didn't enter it with balloons. He didn't enter it with anything else. Instead, he was on his camel. And Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam humbled himself so much that his face and his cheeks and his neck were touching the hump of the camel. 
all the way down, as though he is in rukur, all the way as though he's in prostration on the camel, that I don't want to even sit up properly as I walk in to the, into the Makkah al-Mukarramah, lest it should be taken as a signal of might and power, of arrogance and self-conceit. Respective friends, our life we've been taught that every accomplishment only makes us more humble. Every achievement only makes us more humble. Every achievement makes us think, why me? When there were so many more people than, better than me. Why me? When there are so many people more well-versed than me. Why me? When there are so many more well-equipped and, and more individuals, individuals that were, had qualities and characteristics according to the world that were far beyond mine. Why was I chosen to come to the house of Allah every night? Why was I chosen to be able to stand in Taraweeh Salah? Why was I chosen to be able to recite the Quran? Why was I be chosen to be able to give Sadaqah and Zakah? Why was I chosen to be able to fast every single day? Why was I chosen to be able to feed those who are hungry? Why was I chosen to be able to spend time making dua every day, every night, every morning? Friends, that is a very valid question. We really don't have much to offer as an answer besides simply saying this is the grace and the fadl and the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for myself and all of you that He inspired us to do what we have done. And at this very moment, as we should be filled with greatness and gratitude for what we have been able to achieve, most definitely we also have to be afraid that because of our lack of sincerity and because of the mistakes that were most definitely committed throughout this month and because of the unaccountable holes in our actions, that what if, what if, what if it's not accepted? And so a person has this dilemma that maybe my actions are not, get, are not accepted and becomes afraid. And at the same time, he doesn't fall into despair. He becomes hopeful and expecting from Allah that, Ya Allah, although my deeds are not worthy of acceptance, but I, don't, I do not ask you to treat me based on what I have brought to the table, but rather treat me with what you have come to the table with, which is the greatest love, the greatest mercy, the greatest benevolence that we can ever imagine. So we are now at the end of this month between hope and fear. Hope that our deeds will be accepted, but at the same time not letting us become overconfident, not letting us become uh, 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 arrogant, not letting us become self-conceited. Instead, becoming afraid and fearful, crying the most that we have ever in this past month, tonight and tomorrow night, asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that, Ya Allah, if you do not accept this, what shall I do? If you do not accept this, what shall I do? This is the fear that we must most definitely have at, this other, at the end of the month. Shukr and istighfar. You notice from Surah Al-Nasr. You notice from what I shared with you at the end of Salah. That we seek forgiveness from Allah for our shortcomings. And then we thank Allah for what we have been able to achieve. And what is the purpose behind this? لَإِن شَكَرْتُمْ لَأَزِيدَنَّكُمْ Allah Azza wa Jal says, If you are grateful to me, I shall increase you in your favors. If you and I are grateful for the Qur'an that we recited, if you and I are grateful for the taraweeh that we performed, if you and I are grateful for those 10, 12, 13 safs that were able to come in here for Salatul Fajr, if you and I are grateful for the thousands that have been raised for the various organizations that have come here, as well as this own masjid, my brothers and sisters, what will happen? Allah will inspire us to do more. Allah is saying, if you are thankful to me, I will inspire you and I'll give you more. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us more tawfiq and the more ability to do it, we become like what I was calling the other night, a preferred customer. A return customer. Wherein every single day we become like Uthman Ghani or Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu anhu. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa is asking today, who got up this morning on an average day? Who got up this morning in the state of fasting? And who, who's fasting today? 
Who's fasting? Nabi Sallallahu raised his hand. Then n- next question. Today who went to the graveyard and helped in the burial, burial of someone? Abu Bakr raised his hand. Tayyib, who visited a sick person? Abu Bakr raised his hand. Tayyib, who uh, gave sadaqah today? Abu Bakr raised his hand. SubhanAllah, every single thing he's at the first. Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam praised him. And he mentioned another place that while there are doors of Jannah that will be calling certain individuals, but this man, Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu, all the doors of Jannah will be saying, Oh Abu Bakr, please may we have the honor of having you enter from us. May we have the honor of having you enter from us. These four qualities of visiting the sick, feeding the hungry and, and, and helping people, and going to the graveyard and helping in the burial of someone, and fasting, nafil fast, are beautiful qualities for us to be in the footsteps of Abu Bakr as-Siddiq radiallahu anhu. Who, uh, who do we see preferred customers like Uthman Ghani radiallahu anhu? When Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa says, who is going to support the expedition of Tabuk? I need sponsors. I need people to give. This is Ghazwatul Usrah. This is the battle of difficulty. We are suffering. We've been hit. We've been hit for many, many years. And now I'm asking again to stand up. Who is going to support this expedition? And everyone's just looking, looking. And Uthman Ghani raises his hand. And he says, Tayyib, I will take care of that. I will take care of 10, I will equip, I will give 10,000 dinars, 10,000 gold coins. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam praises him and says, Tayyib, I need a second person. Everyone's looking around. People have barely anything to eat. People have barely anything to clothe with. And Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam saying, work must move on. We have to march forward. Don't look at what you have, but look at what Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala has promised you. And based on that, you have to move forward. And he asks again, and Uthman raises his hand again, and commits a, a double of that. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam makes his dua for him again. And then he says, Tayyib, I need some more people. Again, there's none but Uthman Ghani radiallahu anhu again, who raises his hand for his third time. At this time, Rasulullah when he received the gold coins, you know Nabi Sallallahu hated money. You know Nabi Sallallahu was performing salah one day, and as soon as he finished his salah, he ran. He ran from the musallah to his home. People never seen him running like this. So what happened? He's jumping over and running into the house. So they inquired, what happened? He said, no, someone had brought some money to me, and in my house left it before salah. I did not want to even wait for a few minutes for this money to remain in my house. I rushed right after salah to get rid of it, to distribute it. That's how Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa was. He would even give his own shirt that he was wearing to someone who would come and ask. He would borrow from people to give to people who needed. He would work with his hands and labor in order to give. This is when, this is at the very beginning even before revelation began. Before he even was bestowed the prophethood. Khadija radiallahu anha says that. That ma'dum, Oh Muhammad, وسلم, oh my dear husband, my Allah will never neglect you. My Allah will never let you down. You are such an amazing individual. You actually go earn money to be able to give people who don't have. We already have. How many of us would actually say, I'm sorry, I'm broke, but I'm going to go work for a couple hours. I'm going to work a shift so that I can give this money to you. Nabi wasalam, did that. So Uthman Ghani radiallahu anhu, when he gave that money, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa is holding those gold coins, which you know he doesn't like, but these are not any gold coins. These are gold coins that have been bought, Jannah has been bought with that. And Nabi sallallahu puts in his lap and begins playing with them. He starts juggling with those coins. And he says, oh Uthman, nothing will harm you after today. Nothing will be between you and entrance into paradise. What you have done today and have shown to the humanity that you are a preferred customer of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That you are a repeat customer back to back in one gathering. One gathering three times, you are supporting an expedition of thousands of poor sahaba. 
equipping them and giving them the necessary equipment that is required to move forth. My brothers and sisters, you and I need to follow in the steps of Abu Bakr al-Siddiq radiallahu anhu and in the steps of Uthman Ghani radiallahu anhu. We are not, we shall not, we cannot become from amongst those who show up one day and then turn our backs for the rest of the 11 months. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَمَن يَنْقَلِبْ عَلَىٰ عَقِبَيْهِ Whoever turns his back on his heels, whoever turns his back to Allah, whoever runs away on his heels, فَلَنْ يَضُرَّ اللَّهَ شَيْئًا He will never be able to harm Allah. You, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't need you and I. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says in hadith Qudsi that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, لُوَأَنَّا وَلَكُمْ وَآخِرَكُمْ وَإِنْسَكُمْ وَجِنَّكُمْ كَانُوا عَلَىٰ أَتْقَىٰ قَلْبِ رَجُلٍ وَاحِدٍ مِّنْكُمْ مَا زَادَ ذَلِكَ فِي مُلْكِ شَيْئًا The first and the last, the men and the women, if all of you were to become the most pious person, if all of you were to become like Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that would not increase in the greatness of Allah. That would not increase in the might of Allah. Allah azza wa jal does not need you and me. And then he mentions, لو أن أولكم وآخركم وإنسكم وجنكم كانوا على أفجر قلب رجل واحد منكم ما نقص ذلك من ملك شيئا. If the first and the last, the men and the women, every one of you becomes the most evil Fir'aun, most evil Qarun, most evil Haman, and the Fir'auns of today. If every person, the entire humanity, like becomes like Fir'aun and the pharaohs of the past and the pharaohs of today. Allah Azza wa Jal says that that will not decrease in my grandeur and might in the least. You and I are honored to be able to lower our head in front of Him. Wallah al-Azim. Allah Azza wa Jal says in Surah Al-Qalam, Subhanallah. Allah Azza wa Jal says in Surah Al-Qalam that on the day of judgment they will be asked, "Yudauna ila sujud." They will be asked. Allah Azza wa Jalla, Yawma yukshafu an saq. Allah Azza wa Jalla will expose and manifest some of him, his nur. Allah will manifest himself in a manner that is befitting him that we don't understand how. When people will see the manifestation of Allah Azza wa Jalla in the nur of Allah, they will be forced to fall down in sujood. That Allah that we have fasted for, that Allah that we have prostrated for, that Allah that we have stayed away from haram the entire life, a manifestation of Allah. Subhanallah, we will be bewildered, shocked and falling into sajda. Allah Azza wa Jal says, يُدْعَوْنَ إِلَى السُّجُودِ They will be invited to prostrate. But they will, by the manifestation of His nur. However, يَوْمَ يُكْشَفُ عَنْ سَاقٍ وَيُدْعَوْنَ إِلَى السُّجُودِ فَلَا يَسْتَطِيعُونَ They will not be able to do so. Their backs will be made like planks. Who? Those who did not prostrate in this world. Allah says, you had an option. You didn't see my light, you didn't see my nur. But I'd ask you to believe in my Prophet's message. Believe in the message of the unseen and do so. Today, it's as obvious as more obvious than the sun. But you shall not be able to do so. Because you didn't believe in the unseen. Today when the unseen has become seen, and now you want to prostrate, you will not be allowed to do so. Brothers and sisters, before that day comes, let us continue to prostrate to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And let us fulfill this promise. All of us have been coming to the masjid. Alhamdulillah, to whatever level we could. We made tens of promises with Allah. He said, Ya Allah, I'm gonna stop backbiting. Ya Allah, I'm gonna stop drinking. Ya Allah, I'm gonna stop fornicating. Ya Allah, I'm gonna stop indulging in interest. Ya Allah, I'm gonna stop cheating and deceiving. Ya Allah, I'm gonna get rid of a habit of lottery. Ya Allah, I'm gonna get, a hab- get rid of a habit of gambling. Allah, I'm gonna get, a hab- get a rid of a habit of speaking back to my parents. Allah, I'm gonna get a ri- a rid of my habit of speak- being ill or harsh with my spouse. Oh Allah, mistreating my children, not spending time with them. We have hopefully repented or will repent in the remaining 
remaining one and a half, two days that we have to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah says, fulfill the promises you make with Allah. Fulfill the promises you make with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Let us not turn our heels, turn our backs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on our heels, brothers and sisters. Whatever promises we have made of learning how to recite the Qur'an with tajweed, of committing a certain portion of our day to learn the Qur'an, to learn Islam, to connect ourselves with the house of Allah, to connect ourselves with the scholars of deen, these promises that we have made while being teary-eyed, let us not turn back against them. Let us ensure that we fulfill them. Because the sign of the acceptance of a deed, my brothers and sisters, the sign of the acceptance of the deed is that Allah Azza wa Jal inspires us to do more and to continue. And the sign of a rejection of a deed is if a person is allowed to do it once and then he's not given the job again. Simple as that. You are a laborer, you are a, a, a service of, you provide a certain service, a company hires you, someone hires you. And if they invite you back every week for, for whatever or every year, you know that they are happy with your service. But after that, if they don't give you a call, you know that they were not happy with your service. You're not welcome there again. They don't want you. It's a simple thing as that. If we're invited here to the house of Allah tonight, and then also Monday night and Tuesday night and Wednesday night, then you know, alhamdulillah, you built a relationship with Allah. Allah liked your service that you provided in the month of Ramadan. And Allah says, I'm going to take you as my client. I'm going to allow you to come serve me. I'm going to allow you to come to this house of mine. Because I enjoyed and I truly value the sincerity that you showed in the month of Ramadan. It is not possible that a person is, is, is sincere and then he'll get rejected. No, it shall not happen. Tonight and today as you're listening to me and I'm speaking here, let us akhlisu al-ibadat lillah. Let us become sincere in our ibadah. Let us not do what we have done because that's what everyone is doing. That's the normal thing to do in the month of Ramadan. No, that's no good. Let us renew our intention. I did what I did for Allah Azza wa Jal. And I will continue to do what I will do for Allah Azza wa Jal. Ya Allah, I ask you to please accept what I have done and make me from amongst those accepted ones who are continuously invited to your house, who are continually invited to give for your sake, who are continually invited to fast on Mondays and Thursdays when our deeds are presented to Allah as a nafil fast, who are continued to inspired to be able to read the Quran outside of Ramadan, Surah Al-Mulk on the nights, Surah Al-Sajda in the nights, Surah Yaseen in the morning or any other time of the day. SubhanAllah, trying to make a completion of the Quran every month, if not that every few months, if not that every half of a year, making a completion. Let us make this intention today, inshaAllah, on this last final Jumu'ah of the month of Ramadan. Commit ourselves with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Show our sincerity. It cannot happen, my brothers. It cannot happen. You are begging and you're crying or making the face of someone who's crying to Allah and saying, Ya Allah, please don't push me away from this house. You really think Allah will say, no, get out? How does that happen? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is feeding the biggest oppressors, those who are atheists, agnostics, He's giving them health and wealth. You're crying with your head down, rubbing your forehead on the ground and saying, Ya Allah, please, don't make this my last visit to the, your mosque, your house. Allow me to come daily and regularly, connect myself with the Qur'an. Why would Allah say no to you, my friends? He won't. Have hope. Ahsinu adhanna billah. Have hope in Allah. Have good thoughts about Allah. And one and a half day, two days, to put, pour our heart out in sincerity to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Respect the friends. Today, as we make the ending of this, Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam said, "Inna al-a'malu bil khawatim," that actions are actions are are judged based on the endings. Actions are judged based on the endings. We would like to end this month of Ramadan in a beautiful manner. Not only are we inviting you to be able to come 
for tonight for the Khatm al-Qur'an, which will be at 10.20 Salat al-Isha. But beyond that, all of these beautiful faces that we see here, people who are coming first time possibly to this masjid in this area, we're requesting inshallah to not only come tonight and bring your family members, but beyond that, let us end this month in a beautiful manner by having a share in the masjid, by making sure that if we are not actively present on any given day, our sadaqah and our investment in the house of Allah is present there, working on our behalf. Benefiting us even when we're not here. It's like a business that's running. You're in the masjid, but any of the business owners, your business is still running while you're here. That's it. It's not, you don't have to actually be at the ca for the cash register yourself. And if you're not there, maybe some of us are like that possibly, but a lot of the business owners, are, of course, it's not, that's not the case. Money is rolling in. Investments are coming in. Make the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala one of your investments in your portfolio. We're requesting you today, inshallah ta'ala, tonight and today as well. There's no active fundraising. We're just passing out pledge cards that let us take a share of, the, in the expansion, a musalla spot. What's a musalla spot? It's a prayer spot that, mashallah, each one of you are sitting here. Each one of you that you're going to, you listen to this khutbah. And then you're going to pray Jum'ah with us. And then you're going to sit and make some dua, hopefully. And you're going to come back tonight and wet the carpet with your tears, inshallah. That spot, subhanallah, whoever paid for the construction of this masjid and took a spot, they're getting that reward along with, of course, yourself today. And whoever will come tomorrow, and next Friday, and the months after that, whoever stands on where you're standing, the brothers and sisters who gave to the building of this masjid are getting that reward. As we expand in, in building our, our new women's prayer hall, and our other buildings that we have constructed, inshallah, very soon, we would like all of us to have a share in that. If you cannot afford $3,600 at one time, Space it out over the next two, three years. If you are not able to even do that, then do it $100 a month, $50 a month, at whatever level. And you say, no, I would rather have a share in the running expenses of this beautiful house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the entire academy of 250 students that come and study here. You may take care of any, you want, and you want your money to go towards the bills of the water, electricity, grass cutting, whatever the case may be. Most definitely, you can just write that on your pledge card. Expenses of the masjid. And my respected brothers and sisters, if the month of Ramadan is coming and we have not discharged our zakat, I beg you, I beseech you for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, please do so today. Please do so today. You don't have your exact calculations. You can calculate it afterwards. But you, can, you know your basic amount. Give that today to whichever organizations and also remember our needy students of this institution who are not turned away because of not having finances. There are many who are reverts, converts who come to us who want to study. Alhamdulillah, we value them. We need your support, your zakat money to be able to give them a free education with their books and uniforms and everything. That we've been able to do that for years and we hope we will continue to be able to do that with your support of your zakat. One of the best ways to invest your zakat by giving it to the students of knowledge who will stand up here and in other masjids in the next three, four years. And we'll be inspiring crowds. And we'll be able to, inshallah, save people from leaving the fold of Islam. We'll be able to save people from falling into sin and haram. We'll be answered the doubts of people. We'll be able to present Islam beautifully to non-Muslims on TV, radio, wherever they may be. That is our investment of our zakat. So I request you, inshallah, after when we're making announcements, not only donate generously with your cash, but the pledge cards brothers will be handing out. Raise your hand, take it, whatever you want, write it your credit card details on it, your ACH information on the way out. Give that out. Let's end the month of Ramadan beautifully. Let us end the month of Ramadan in a manner that we're saying, Ya Allah, I mean it. I mean it that I want to reserve a spot in your house. And I want to be a regular customer. Here's my musalla. Or here's what I can afford. And not only that, take it to the next step forward. Become a wholesaler. 
for the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Invite other people to the masjid. Invite other people to the programs. Invite other people to, to taraweeh salah. Invite other people to take responsibility of musallas. Tonight we'll have our final Ramadan fundraiser. Inshallah, if you can't come, or you can't make it, or you can, at least send a few people. If he or she is able to give even a few dollars, you will get the full share of that. May Almighty Allah Azza wa Jal accept the good that you and I have done. Say Ameen. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala overlook our shortcomings and faults. Say Ameen. May Allah Azza wa Jal show us that He loves us, show us that He accepted our sincerity by allowing us to be connected to His house for years to come till the very last breath. Ameen.